1: Lombardy Memories. So it takes you back in time, into January or February, to the greatest one day spectacle in all sports. This is a podcast that looks back at each and every one of the 50 plus Super Bowls and tells the story of who won and why. For the fan who needs more than just a box score, this podcast goes drive by drive, play by play, through the most dramatic games in history. I'm your host, Tommy A. Phillips. And you can visit my website at tommyaphillips.com, where you can find all of my books. Today we have Super Bowl 47 held on February 3rd, 2013, at Mercedes-Benz Superdome, between the six-time NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers, and the two-time AFC champion, Baltimore Ravens. As always, we have a pop quiz and then homework at the end of the episode. The pop quiz question for today is... The Ravens' kicker for this game was Justin Tucker, a rookie. Who was the last rookie kicker before Tucker in a Super Bowl? The answer will come near the end of the podcast. The Baltimore Ravens of 2012 got off to a fast start. Winning four of their first five games. They got to nine and two and seemed a luck for the playoffs, but then they lost four of their final five games. They ended up winning the AFC North and making it into the playoffs as just a number four seed. However, in the playoffs their fortunes changed. First, they didn't allow a touchdown in a twenty four to nine victory over the Colts in the wild card round. Then they played one of the greatest games in NFL history, a 38-35 double overtime victory in Denver in which Joe Flacco threw a 70-yard touchdown pass to Jacoby Jones with 31 seconds left to tie the game. The play became known as the High Miracle. The Ravens then dominated the Patriots in the second half of the AFC Championship game winning 28-13 to and punching their ticket to Super Bowl forty-seven, Flacco had one of the best seasons of his career, throwing for over 3,800 yards and 22 touchdowns with just 10 interceptions. Running back Ray Rice ran for over 1,100 yards and 9 touchdowns, while also catching 61 passes for just 500 yards and a touchdown. Receiver Anquan Bolden led the team in receiving. He had 65 catches, went over 900 yards, scored four times. Tight end Dennis Pitta provided another target for Flacco, and he caught 61 balls for over 650 yards, seven touchdowns. And, of course, Jacoby Jones was one of the top returners in the league, taking back one punt return and two kickoff returns for touchdowns. As for the San Francisco 49ers, they too got off to a good start. Going into their bye at 6 and 2, they then had some problems with the Rams who tied them once and almost tied them a second time, but the 49ers ended up losing that game. They the 49ers did win 3 of their final 4 games to finish at 11-4-1 and they got the first round bye and the number 2 seed thanks to a Packers loss in Week 17. The 49ers ran all over Green Bay in the divisional round in a 45-31 blowout that was not nearly as close as the score indicated. They then recovered from a 17-point deficit in Atlanta, beating the Falcons 28-24 to to advance to their 6th Super Bowl, and remember, their 5-0 and in Super Bowls coming in. Alex Smith started the season as the 49ers' starting quarterback. But then head coach Jim Harbaugh replaced him in midseason with Colin Kaepernick. Each quarterback threw for just over 1,700 yards, but Cap provided a new direction, a dimension on the ground. He ran for 415 yards in five touchdowns. 49ers' top running back was Frank Gore. He rushed for over... 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. Their top receiver was Michael Crabtree, who caught 85 balls for just over 1,100 yards and nine scores. Mario Manningham, hero of the previous Super Bowl, was second on the team with 42 receptions. The 49ers also had tight end Vernon Davis and veteran receiver Randy Moss to fill out their catching corps. Defensively, Linebacker Alden Smith led the team with 19.5 sacks. This Super Bowl matchup was unique because it featured two brothers as the two head coaches John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens and Jim Harbaugh of the San Francisco 49ers. They brought their teams into New Orleans with both offenses ready to light up the Superdome. That would literally become necessary in the second half of this unique Super Bowl. The Ravens kicked off the start of the game, and San Francisco got the ball at their own 20. Cap threw to Davis for 20 yards on the game's first play, but a flag for an illegal formation brought it back. 49ers ended up going 3-and-out and punting. The Ravens' offense began their first drive at their own 48. Flacco threw the fullback Bonta Leeds for 8 yards. Then Rice picked up a first down on a 4-yard carry. Flacco then threw to receiver Tory Smith for a first down at the 19. Facing third down a bit later, Flacco threw incomplete to the end zone, but the 49ers jumped offside on the play. Given a reprieve, Flacco fired to the end zone to Bolden for a 13-yard touchdown to put Baltimore up 7-0. The 49ers responded with a good drive. Cap threw to Crabtree for 19 yards. Gore took a draw for 9 yards. And then Cap scrambled uh, twice. He got gains of 9 and 7. Gore picked up another first down. Then Cap fired to Davis for 24 yards down to the 8 yard line. But then Baltimore linebacker Paul Kruger sacked Cap on third down. And that forced a field goal attempt. So kicker David Akers tried a 36-yard field goal. He made it, and it was 7-3 after one quarter. On the next drive, Flacco completed a 31-yard pass to Bowden, but that's all the Ravens got, and they were forced to punt. Caps started things off on their next drive with a 29-yard pass to Davis. Davis got another one then, got 11 more yards, and then running back LaMichael James got 8 more. Gore then ran for a first down on a 7-yard carry, but then James fumbled on his next carry. Linebacker Courtney Upsaw knocked the ball out of his hands. Defensive end Arthur Jones recovered it for the Ravens. Running back Bernard Pierce ran the ball three times, and he picked up a first down for Baltimore. Flacco then found tight end Ed Dixon for a 23-yard gain. Rice hurdled the defender for a yard, then Flacco went back to Dixon for another first down, and then the 49ers got called for a face mask on top of it. Two plays later, Flacco hit Pitta in the middle of the end zone for a one-yard touchdown, and Baltimore went up 14-3. to Cap threw an interception to defensive back Ed Reed on the next possession. It was the first time a San Francisco quarterback had ever been intercepted in the Super Bowl. Ray Rice took a carry for 5 yards and then Flacco hit Leach for a first down to the 28. Rice caught another pass for a first down before the Baltimore drive stalled inside the 20. Now, John Harbaugh, coach of the Ravens, pulled out something from his bag of tricks. He went with a fake field goal. It was the first fake field goal in Super Bowl history. Justin Tucker tried running with the ball, the kicker, but 49ers linebacker Patrick Willis helped string him out, and defensive back Dorso McBath tackled him sort of the first down. So it was the first fake field goal in Super Bowl history, but it failed. The Ravens forced a quick 3-and-out, though, and they got the ball back at their own 44. Three plays later, after a pair of incompletions, Flacco put one up and Jacoby Jones got under it to collect it for a big game. He avoided a couple tacklers and went all the way for a 56-yard touchdown, the Ravens were now up 21-3 to with two minutes left to go in the half. Cap led a quick drive down the field starting with a pass to tight end Delaney Walker for a first down. The Ravens got called for roughing the passer on the play, giving San Francisco 15 more yards. Cap then went back to Walker for a first down at the 17. Davis caught one for 8 yards... But the 49ers could not get another first down. They settled for a 27-yard Akers field goal, and the Ravens led 21-6 at the half. To start the second half, Jacoby Jones took the kickoff very deep in his own end zone, and he returned it 108 yards for a touchdown. The Super Bowl record still is the Super Bowl record. 108-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, and at the time it was tied for the longest such return in NFL history. The Ravens now took a 22-point lead, 28-6. On the ensuing drive, it was the other Jones making a big play, in this case, Arthur Jones, who sacked Cap. But right after the sack, all of a sudden the lights went off for half the Superdome. Jim Nance and Phil Simms went silent, and no one knew what was going on. The play was halted for over half an hour, 34 minutes to be exact, as everyone tried to figure out how to get power back to the Superdome. In the end, they did get power back to the stadium, but damage had been done. The Ravens' momentum was completely shot. The rest of this game would belong to the 49ers. With one key exception, the teams exchanged punts. Then San Francisco's onslaught began. Cap scrambled for 20 yards on two plays, then he converted a third down on a pass to Moss. Cap then went to Davis for 18 yards, and he found Crabtree for a 31-yard touchdown that made it 28 to 13. Ravens went three and out quickly, and then the 49ers got the ball back with great position after receiver Ted Ginn Jr. returned the punt all the way to the Baltimore 20. Cap through to Davis to get down to the 6. Then Gore ran for a touchdown off the right side, and the 49ers were within a touchdown and a two-point conversion of tying it up, 28-20. Then Ray Rice bumbled on Baltimore's next possession, and defensive back Terrell Brown recovered for the 49ers. 49ers could have tied it here, but the Baltimore defense made a stand. They forced San Francisco into a field goal attempt. And then Akers came on and he missed the 31 39 yard attempt wide to the left. But it wouldn't count because the Ravens got called for running into the kicker. Now it wasn't enough for a first down. But, given a second chance, Akers made a 34-yard try, and the 49ers pulled within 5 to end the third quarter. The Ravens, in the fourth quarter, finally broke the streak of bleeding points to the Niners. Flacco found Bolden down the right sideline for a first down at the San Francisco 35. He then hit Pitta for 8 yards, and Pierce ran for the first down with an 8-yard carry. Flacco then fired to Bolden for a first down at the five. The Ravens proved unable to punch it in, though, but they did get a 19-yard Tucker field goal to improve their lead back to eight points. Cap moved the 49ers down quickly. He hit Moss for 32 yards, and Gore added a run of about 20 yards. Two plays later, Cap scrambled in for a 15-yard touchdown. 49ers could now tie the game with a two-point conversion, but then on the two-point conversion, the Baltimore Ravens blitzed everyone, and the Niners weren't ready. Cap'ses heaved the ball up; it sailed incomplete, kept the Ravens up thirty-one to twenty-nine. Baltimore then put together a crucial drive to improve their lead. 49ers got called for pass interference, that got the drive going and the Ravens got nine yards on their next two plays. Flacco then threw one up on third and one for Bolden, and he completed it for a first down. Rice ran for another first down, got to the 28. Now, the Ravens ended up settling for a field goal, but it was a very important three points. Tucker made the 38-yard field goal, made it a five-point game, 34-29, with four minutes to play. So now a field goal couldn't beat them. The 49ers needed a touchdown. Cap led a late drive, starting with a Gore 7-yard run. And then Cap scrambled for a first down. He then went down the middle for Crabtree, hit him for 24 yards inside the Baltimore 40. Gore then ran for a big gain off left tackle, down to the seven. The 49ers now have four shots to put the ball into the end zone and take the lead. On their first one, James ran the ball for two yards, and the Niners took the clock down to the two-minute warning, which was precious time they wasted, time that could be used if they didn't score a touchdown. Next, capped threw two incompletions for Crabtree, but in between, Jim Harbaugh called timeout. That left the 49ers with just one timeout. And that would really hurt them if they couldn't score. So now on fourth and goal from the five-yard line, Cap put one up on the right side of the end zone, but the pass fell incomplete. Replay so did Baltimore defender with his hand on hands on Crabtree beyond five yards, but no fly was thrown. The 49ers turned the ball over on downs. The Ravens then ran it three times, and the 49ers used up their one remaining timeout. Remember, if they uh, hadn't called that last timeout, that second timeout, they would have had more time left. But by the time it got down the fourth down, the four- Niners were down to just 12 seconds to eat some clock. John Harbaugh had punter Sam Cook take the snap, and step out of bounds for a safety. He did so with four seconds left. That was all San Francisco would get. On the free kick, Ginn returned the ball to midfield, but he couldn't get any farther, and time ran out. The Ravens have won Super Bowl 47, 34 31 Joe Flacco was named Super Bowl MVP for his 287-yard, three-touchdown performance. If I were to give an MVP award to someone else, I'd give it to Jacoby Jones. He caught a 56-yard touchdown pass and returned a kickoff 108 yards for a touchdown. Without him, the Ravens don't win. Maybe he only made an impact on those two plays, but those two plays were worth 14 points. Bolden deserves a lot of credit too. He caught six passes for 104 yards. For an MVP on the losing team, I got to go with Cap. He threw 302 yards and a touchdown, and he ran for 62 more yards and a touchdown. He played his heart out in this game, but it just ultimately wasn't enough. Other standouts for the 49ers include Davis with 6 catches for 104 yards, and Crabtree with 5 grabs for 109. As for a least valuable player, I suddenly have to go with James. He ran for only 10 yards, and he fumbled the ball away in a key situation. The best player you don't remember is Dennis Pitta, who caught 4 passes for 26 yards and a touchdown. Pitta was a good outlet for Flacco to throw to when his other receivers were covered. He came up with that big one-yard touchdown catch midway through the first half. The most important play of this game was that fourth down incompletion to Crabtree. If the Ravens get called for illegal contact holding or pass interference on that play, then the 49ers likely score a touchdown to take the lead. Instead, the Ravens got the ball on downs and were able to eat up most of the remaining clock. Was it a terrible no-call? No, because both players were fighting for the ball, so I can see why it didn't get a flag. But it probably should have been flagged and it cost San Francisco the game. The most important play you don't remember was one that I forgot about, the fake field goal. Totally forgot that Justin Tucker ran that fake field goal in this game and got stopped short until I I rewatched the game. The reason why it was so important was that it actually worked out in Baltimore's favor. They had San Francisco pinned deep, whereas they wouldn't have had them that far back if they had kicked off after a field goal. The result, they forced a quick punt, and then got the ball back in great field position and scored a touchdown. Sometimes failed plays can actually lead you to victory, even if it was the rookie Tucker getting stopped short of a first down. By the way, the last rookie kicker in the Super Bowl was Ryan Longwell of the Green Bay Packers way back in Super Bowl 32. and that's the answer to today's pop quiz question. Now for homework. This week's homework is Purple Majesty, Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl Champions by the Baltimore Sun. When it comes to these more recent Super Bowls, it's hard to find books on them. So I'm going with the ones put out by the local local newspapers who covered the game and put together a commemorative book. This one is like last week's book, a commemorative book, but this one's on the Ravens 2012 season. The Ravens won their second Super Bowl, making them one of only two teams as of 2023 to go to multiple Super Bowls and win all of them. The other one will come up in a few months on this podcast, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 49ers failed to get that sixth Super Bowl win that would have tied them with the Steelers for the most Super Bowl wins ever. They get another chance, though, seven years later. But next time, we're going to have one of the weirdest routes in Super Bowl history, a game that brought the NFL back to the 80s, with the NFC dominating the AFC in brutal fashion. We'll be headed to my birthplace, New Jersey, for Super Bowl 48 between the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos reminder that my website is tommyaphillips.com where you can find all my books, including my latest book The Orange Bowl A Complete History Until then, this is Tommy A. Phillips signing off, so long